0: Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal and I'm the Managing Director of Business of Cannabis. Welcome back to the Cannabis Daily Show for Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. If you like what you see, you can check out the rest of our channel with our full Business of Cannabis archive right here, so please do subscribe. For those of you that are new to Business of Cannabis since 2017, we've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry, and that's what we look to do here every day. Following the rundown of the key stories we're watching today, we'll get to our BFC Live segment where we'll be joined by Everett Knight and Adam Shea of The Valens Company. We'd like to hear from you in the comments and always feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com as well as to all of our social channels, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. A few event-based updates. March 10th, BFC New York Sessions will be connecting social equity licensees with capital. That'll be the topic of conversation it's made possible by leafly and vicente setterberg and hosted by the williamsburg hotel in brooklyn so please do check that out in the description below and on april 6th we'll be heading to south florida for business of cannabis miami where we'll be talking cannabis retail tech design and data so please do look at that as well because it's going to be a one of a kind event for today's stories, cannabis is making strange political bedfellows, New Jersey is dragging its heels still, and cannabis operators are seeking banking reform and, well, profit. For our first story, they say politics makes strange bedfellows, but few political issues draw more desperate bedfellows than cannabis legalization. This according to a write-up from M.J. Biz. We know that Congress has some cannabis allies from polar ends of the political spectrum. Think Representative Nancy Mace from South Dakota, I'm sorry, from uh, South Carolina. She is a Republican. And Ed Perlmutter, a Democrat from Colorado. Mace has a 29% voting record by the American Civil Liberties Union and Perlmutter has 100% voting record, but it isn't just members of Congress. See, advocates as far apart as billionaire Charles Koch and Minority Cannabis Business Association's Amber Littlejohn are on the same side with legalization. Little John told MJ Biz, while I may have to hold my nose at times, if I can help people get out of jail by leveraging resources of an organization I don't holistically agree with, I'm going to try to get people out of jail. For our second story, one thing is for sure about New Jersey's legalization effort, it does not move quickly, and there appears to be even more delays afoot. This week, Governor Murphy indicated that he'd rather get the legalization framework right than fast, noting that the state may blow through its February 22nd deadline for recreational sales. This, according to NJ.com. Don't worry, it's not moving fast. Uh, For our final story, a new report from Whitney Economics aimed to gauge the cannabis sector's current state of affairs, and the picture is challenging, according to their news release. 72% of operators in the report noted that banking was their biggest overall concern, followed by market volatility, big business competition, and taxes. But perhaps most intriguing of the report is that only 42% of the respondents to the survey reported being profitable. So banking and profitability, both things will be following in the coming year. Those are the stories you're watching today. Join 10,000 others and catch all of these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. Eastern with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Coming up on B of C Live, a conversation with Everett Knight and Adam Shea of The Valance Company. They'll join us to talk about their suite of brands, the work they do with licensed producers in Canada, and their overall approach to the cannabis sector in Canada and beyond. Enjoy this conversation with two leaders at The Valance Company. Adam and Everett, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks for having
0: us. Uh, Everett, you're not even gonna remember this, but you're one of the first people I heard speak in the cannabis sector on a stage. It was like 2018 in Vancouver at a Lyft conference. It was like a million years ago, but um, nice to see you on BFC Live and thanks for being here.
1: Well, well, appreciate you listening (laughs) to me back then.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was was good. I mean, you were really good. I was really impressed. Um, And you were right about everything. There, I said it. Nobody's going to go back and, <laughs> and rewind of what you said. So you're just really like a clairvoyant. Um, but, but talk about, uh, well, the, the first thing I want to ask, for those that don't know what's going on in Valens and what it is, tell us, give us like Valens 101, and then we'll jump into the deeper conversation.
1: Sure. So the Valens company, we're, we're you know, a Canadian pay, uh, based uh, cannabis company, and uh, we're the largest manufacturing company uh, in, in the cannabis space. Uh, we probably um, have the best manufacturing assets here in Canada. And, you know, what we were focused on early on was really um, 2.0 product manufacturing. And uh, where we believe the future of cannabis will really be uh, in what I mean by 2.0 products is the extract based products. It's the, the beverages, cheersing over a dinner or the ed- passing around edibles uh, or taking out a vape pen. That's really where we were. And uh, if you look at, that's how we were positioned and most people know us today. Uh, But as Adam will tell you, we truly positioned today uh, as a brand platform with that expertise in the automation and innovation on that manufacturing side. Um, And I'll let Adam uh, later in this uh, go through some of those brands in our position into 2021. And I'll say the only thing I'll add to that is we have one of the best uh, global CBE brands with Greenroads. I think a lot of people... Uh, know that, but um, I think uh, we're really excited about that market, not only in the US, but uh, globally as well.
0: Yeah, so uh, you got everything right just then, too, and and back uh, way back in January of 2018. I will say that. <laughs> Adam, I want to shift to you because, um, especially recently, but over the past several months, like there's been just tons of news obviously happening from Valens, but specifically around like new brands that you're launching. Talk a little bit about what's going on in that front and sort of what are the things in addition to what to Everett said, like some of the things you're really excited about and what, what you guys have been up to.
2: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And um, it's it, uh, it's great to be here, Jay. Like, if I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty energized about a bunch of things. And if I think about what, you know, like what balance is, is doing right now, right, is we basically have made this really intentional pivot from being, you know, Canada's number one extractor to, Eventually being Canada's number one over overall LP. Um, you know, we've we've been a trusted partner of other LPs for years. That'll continue um, in a very intentional way, but we're going to broaden what we're doing. And you can see that coming into the market as we as we launch and build a house of brands. You know, every 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 category has a different level of brand affinity depending on what you're buying. Um, but there's no question that brands play a very important role in cannabis. Um, and balance is going to be extraordinarily disruptive this year and onward when it comes to uh, the brand portfolio, both in Canada uh, and then Everett obviously um, mentioned Green Roads and, and, and we've got you know a, a whole host of things happening down there. But what, what excites me, frankly, is that we've been able to build a team that has, in my mind, kind of the perfect combination of consumer goods expertise from a series of categories, both regulated and non-regulated kind of categories, as well as just a very deep understanding of cannabis. Frankly, to me, it's it's, it's kind of like the main competitive advantage that we have uh, opposed to competitors that we, um, that we face day to day in the space. A lot of people can claim that they might have one or the other. I think Valens really does have both. So, um, I'm excited about a couple of the brands that uh, that we'll talk about, um, perhaps right now, but that you'll do definitely it. see in the market to come. Do it. Do it now. Okay. Let's so, yeah, do so, it. So historically, we had represented um, a series of other brands, but now, if you want to think about Valens, think about Valens Brand House as four big brands in Canada. Okay. I'm Brand number notes. one. Take, take take notes, write it down. It's important. So brand number one is called Versus. And Versus is going to be a brand that is going to be a challenger brand that is going to cause a ton of disruption um, to uh, what I would call lazy brands that are out in the market already that have just gotten comfortable being in a position where they offer value, let's say on a price point basis. Versus is going to offer a great accessibility on price point it'll play intentionally in very specific segments it'll be in flower it'll be in pre-rolls it'll be big time in vapes it'll have a presence in concentrates and it will play in edibles and beverages um, as well so that full spectrum of product um it'll be a very high quality offering it'll be accessible at a very uh, very good price so that um and it's very edgy so i think i think People are gonna have a very consistent experience with what they're gonna get from Versus. If um, next in this sort of quad of brands would be um, an exciting new acquisition that has joined our family in Citizen Stash. I think Citizen Stash to a lot of um, cannabis users in Canada isn't isn't a new brand. We're super excited that it's part of our portfolio. What I'd say about Citizen Stash is that you're gonna see us make this very accessible, across not only its existing formats, obviously anchored in dried flower and pre-rolls, but you will see new innovation come from Citizen Stash uh, in vapes, uh, in concentrates, Um, and with the the platform that we have and the agility of how we can actually operate and manufacture, we're going to be able to actually make this product far more accessible both price point wise and um across the retail trade based on our our, our key kind of customer partnerships.
0: Can I, so one, what can I, quick fact yeah. about Citizen Stash? It's uh most recently how I tipped my barber. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. What what, what a... uh what format did you give him? What was it? Uh, flower. The... Uh, I, I think it was flower. Um he I I like to I like to break I like to give him treats. Uh, his, his shop, uh, I, I'll give a plug Side Barber's on St. Clarence just south of Bloor and uh, Bloordale in Toronto. But, um, he, uh, he, he likes cannabis. We talk about it all the time. I like to tip him in cannabis. And so that's what I tipped him with last time.
2: Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, you're going to see lots more from citizen stash, uh, you know, it, it, when, if I back up to versus for one more second, you know, we had two exciting launches that actually hit the, um, hit the trade across Ontario and you'll see it in the rest of Canada in the months to come um, with a, uh, a 28 gram offering super lemon haze product from versus in uh, some really, really phenomenal beverages. Um, we've got an exceptional platform where we've created a, a seltzer lineup. You'll see two of them that have just, just launched. Uh, and hopefully you can find them at a, a litany of different stores across Ontario. You'll see that go across the, uh, the country shortly too. Um, okay, brand number three, and in no particular order necessarily that I'm saying, but remember there's going to be a, a house of four in Canada. So brand number three, contraband. Contraband. This this is exciting because this is one that we developed kind of as an homage to a bit of the legacy uh, days that are that are near and dear to Tyler's heart. We've got this what we think is a really edgy uh, play on '90s hip hop. Um, which has always kind of been anchored and a big part of um, of cannabis. Uh, you're going to see that come out in a more premium offer. It's uh, it's launched recently this week in Ontario. You will see it across the country. Um, look look out for some real banger type strains to be uh, to you know to come in that. You're going to see it in a, in a in a whole new packaging format too. Um, which I think will be pretty uh, pretty cool experience for users. So, uh, but again, the plan with Contraband well, that will that will be a real premium experience. We'll offer them product lineup across flower pre roll. We probably will uh, excite people with a vape, a very uh, a very premium vape to come, and we'll probably get uh, a concentrate or two in there as well. And then the fourth brand um, is a brand that it's out there today, but you're going to see a different facelift from it. Um, And it's a brand that we were able to acquire when we got the life uh, edibles business, and it's called Vacay. And uh, you know, Vacay is a brand that we're going to anchor solely in edibles. I would say watch out uh, to the usual big suspects out there that seem to dominate the edible space. I I am beyond confident in our capability set being able to over deliver from a from an actual manufacturing standpoint. You're going to see some really intentional and unique new things come in the form of vacay and vacay will really lead uh the edible strategy in canada at least for uh for valens and we'll probably get creative as well on some beverages uh some more sessionable style beverages uh one-to-one beverages or, or things that can be a bit more accessible to newer users so like that that house of four there jay between versus citizen stash vacay and contraband um, you're going to see a really developed portfolio, and frankly, I, I would uh, challenge even our biggest competitors um, in their ability to keep up to us because I don't think they're going to be able to, to be honest.
0: That sounds like sounds like you guys sit in boardrooms and create products and look at what's out there and like fill gaps and build brands. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it really does sound fun. Uh, I envy that. I envy like. The whiteboard sessions, where are we going to go? What it's going to be, uh, what it's going to look like, what formats we're going to do. That sounds, that sounds really interesting. Everett, I want to go to you because um, like, I mean, since 2019, it's just such, even when we talked before, it's like, it's been a challenging time in the cannabis industry. We're in an interesting space in Canada because sales numbers just keep going up, like more stores equal more sales, more consumers getting more cannabis all the time. Um, But it always seems, I would say, volatile. Um, but talk about how like a Valens, like, I guess, uh, thinks about that volatility, but also plans against an execute strategy like that, that must, those are challenging business environments, but talk a little bit about sort of how you think about that volatility as you continue to grow.
1: Yeah, I think you see it as an opportunity, like I think that you know what we've done a good job in Canada. And obviously, there has been volatility. We were, you know, we were behind on storefronts at the very beginning, right? Uh, we've had our ups and downs. I think that uh, I'd love to focus on excise taxes and uh, reform there, and we we need that. Uh, we're one of the highest-paying tax industries in Canada now, um, but we will get that right. But as we've done as an industry, you know, to kind of bring it up for people, you know, we did two point six billion dollars in 2020, and we're probably going to do three point nine billion dollars as an industry in Canada in 2021, and. And that's only going to grow into 2022. So high level, I think we've done good. We were the first legal country to legalize this. And, you know, Jane, you and I talked about this way back in the day. And um, you've seen my presentations. Obviously, I'm proud to be Canadian. But now we have some steps forward. And I think that, you know, how we differentiate and, and Adam, and you should talk to the ops teams and, and our ops teams in particular, the expertise on innovation, right? How do you have the best provincial sales growth that we've had? Um, compared to anyone else, well, it's because of innovation. And um, I, I think that you want to stay ahead of it. And we really view ourselves as a, you know, an innovation hub. And I'd keep an eye out for what Adam said at the uh, beginning. Keep an eye out for some pretty cool products this year um, because the team's been working really
0: hard on that. You're being attacked by an animal, I think. Back- I, I think, oh, I, I, think whoa, I,
1: I, whoa. I have another fan uh, to join the, the podcast here.
0: I love it. I love it. That's so funny. That That's not the first cat ever to be on Business of Cannabis anything, but um, I find like cats do like Zoom. It's kind of a weird, it's a weird attraction that they have to people on screen and maybe like warm <laughs> keyboards. I don't know what it is. I don't know. What I don't want to go. I want to go back to you. Um, Like you talked a little bit about what's happening in the states of course right like talk a little bit about um nothing it's gained cannabis in overall even you know early days 2015 16 17 like lots of interest from investors right there's there are publicly traded companies galore um uh, investors loved the approach loved investing in cannabis because it was new interesting high growth talk a little bit about um sort of what you expect now or what investors should expect now either from valence of course but also maybe from the industry overall because i feel like we're getting into a place where of course it's fun to invest in cannabis but now there's actually companies with track records and game plans and brands and sales and revenue talk a little bit about that because i think that's interesting as well as the industry sort of progresses so too does it, its relationship with investors
2: it's a really good point and, and and look i mean people could look at our sector right now and Everett alluded to, to, to this, obviously, and, and there is volatility for a series of different reasons. I think, you know, what investors should 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 look at with cannabis is that the onslaught of where this is going to go as as becoming more and more of a mainstream uh, category means mainstream product is uh, is fast and furiously approaching. Right. And, and, and ironically, you actually see that in the US in the CBD structure of how. Um, you can access you know how how accessible CBD really is, right? And the fact that it is is already offered, in fact, we we produce many of these products uh, via our green Rose business in pet care products or in top, uh, various topical products. Um, you know, you can go into a conventional environment like a, like a, a drugstore and a grocery store. Um, and the moment that that becomes something that's accessible in Canada, I think, the and and other markets, frankly, you're just going to have a, a far bigger adoption from more traditional consumer goods companies to say, okay, look, we've been we've been thinking about cannabis and the applications it could have to our products. Okay, hey, now this is more and more permissible for us to actually dip our toe in, you know, confidentially, because um, it'd be premature to 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 say this. But you know, we've had some exciting discussions recently with two major. Um, uh, uh, one major beverage organization um, that offers product globally uh, uh, today. And that product is offered in a number of formats. And they're now thinking about how do we create a CBD offering using this powerful brand that, that, that again, is a brand that's got globally recognized uh, beverage brand. Where we've also had uh, discussions with large um large conglomerate uh, restaurant businesses that are saying, hey look we we're developing more and more of our own products. We're using these products maybe in alcoholic or non-alcoholic ways, but we think that there's actually a ton of opportunity for CBD um, at least as an initial start to to have a much more bigger presence. So you know when I think about how investors should look at it, I mean the you know, if you can commit yourself to a little bit of a longer term horizon, the adoption, and I think, I think the onslaught in Canada will really come with, frankly, CBD um, being more accessible in conventional environments and not just only through the regulated side of the business. So I would hope that Health Canada um, gets us there because I think that'll open up a whole array of opportunities for more conventional products. So for investors that have that longer term view, um, this is going to be big. Um, and and I think it already is in a lot of ways. Obviously, you know, Everett can speak better than I can to the onslaught of opportunity. Of course, if THC, as you know, Jay better than anyone, if that ever becomes you know more accessible in the U.S., of course, that, that you know that's a whole other uh, animal of uh, of opportunity. But I think consumer products will continue to have more and more applications with cannabis. Um, it's just going to be a matter of time.
0: Yeah, and we and and- we we talk about a lot sort of health Canada. Look at like. uh, cannabis health products and what that would mean for the industry to, you know, you could have CBD products at the shop, you know, at Loblaws and shoppers and sort of on on the health and wellness aisles, along with other supplements and sort of ingredients, which would be amazing and actually sort of transformative, I think, to the industry in Canada, for sure, um, because there is high demand, obviously, for CBD products, just right now, you have to go to a cannabis store to get them, but if it was sort of outside of that uh, and sort of the health and wellness uh, component uh, would be really, really compelling. Now I want to shift because, um, and we'll post sort of the details as we, as this runs as well, but talk a little about, you guys have an investor day coming up. Ever, do you want to give sort of a quick overview of what that looks like and sort of why now, I guess, and why is it more important, I guess, than ever to be communicating with investors and sort of giving them, giving them the view that you're talking to us about?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's what you said at the beginning, Jay. Like, um, you know, the fundamentals of our business hasn't changed, but the volatility in the marketplace has, and you know, we've seen a you know a pretty tough market for our investors. Whether you're investing in cannabis or you're investing in small cap growth companies worldwide, um, you've seen a huge correction, and uh, I think for us, you know, Adam and I on a day to day basis, we're working late on the fundamentals, um, which we see uh, clearer than everyone, and I think that what we need today is an extra level of transparency because people don't see what Adam and I see on a day-to-day basis. People don't have that day-to-day opportunity. And I think, you know, to bring it to your question, Adam is, yeah, when you look at the longer term view of this market, you have an existing black market, right? That you already have a defined consumer. I don't know when you have this. And all you have is we're legalizing this and taking it to a new marketplace. And you have, you know, a uh, double digit growth rates through that process. So with an already defined consumer, it de-risks it. And you have a recession-resilient product. So long-term, I think everyone's got to take a step back. This is a space for the long-term. It starts with medical acceptance, which we have the research now. And then it turns into the social acceptance of legalization. It's not if it gets legalized. It's only when. And this is the journey we're on. And there's going to be volatility. uh, But uh, I can tell you, for me, I'm, I'm in this industry for the next 10 years, for sure. And I love it. It helps people. It's across pharmaceutical, wellness, and recreational. And I think that's the important thing. And it's much bigger than all of us uh, on this call. And that's what I get up in the morning early and the reason I work late.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because even all the growth we talked about right up top of new, new retail, new, new retail throughout Canada, what that means for overall sales, what that means for the industry, new brands launching every day in Ontario, you know, the Ontario Cannabis Store is even saying that it's right at par between people buying in the legacy market, people buying in the legal market. Like there's a whole nother 50% of people we want to bring over either with their full, we want their full purchase, right? But we'll continue to move the prices, I'm sorry, their purchases into legal market or split it more evenly between the two. And like, that's just massive room for growth. In addition to the new retail that's opening up still in Ontario, still in other provinces and with new categories and new products, it's like, it's a very exciting opportunity and time and that's like like that's why i wake up early stay up late because like talking about and talking to folks like you who are like innovating and putting things out is is amazing um uh adam back back to you maybe maybe to wrap it up like as you i don't I, i sometimes asking publicly traded companies like to look ahead they don't like they shy away from that but like what is like on the near term horizon? is it like these four brands hitting the market and gunning and finding receptivity is it like just the overall growth? Like what is, what keeps you excited um, from, from morning to night?
2: It's a good question. You know, there's, there's no shortage of stuff that keeps me, uh, that keeps me going. I, I, I like, when I think about our business, there's four, there's three or four things that, that just always rise to the top for me at, 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 at what is the most meaningful and the most important. So one, you know, like to, just to echo Everett's point, cannabis has such an important role for so many people's lives. And, and it's way beyond recreational. And of course, recreational will always be a big part of cannabis, but it's such an important part of so many people's lives. And I just, the more that that message continues to be out in the ether, I think the more people will understand the opportunities that the plant offers. I think about balance specifically, you know, we, we are going to have some very significant things uh, happen throughout 2022. The, you know, I've only given you a teaser of sort of what some of that brand, uh, house looks like uh, the innovation machine that is in the background is going to really bring some unique products um, to the market, some stuff that people really haven't seen before. And you know, we're not going to lose the identity though of, of being a partner to major LPs. And if anything, you're going to see us have um, very significant partnerships with some of the largest LPs as as we help them uh, drive their agenda to knowing the capability set. And that's what I think is kind of the secret sauce for Valens is, you know, we have such an agile ability to manufacture. So I think we can be on both, uh, on both sides very, very well.
0: It, it'll be exciting. There's going to be a lot to come this year. It's amazing. Like I, I, I like talking to you guys. I like following what Valens is up to. I liked hearing about the sort of four brands and where you guys are going. Loved hearing about sort of your take on the stick-to-itiveness of the strategy even among the turmoil. I hope we can have you guys back because we like connecting with you and hearing uh, all the things that are balanced up to, especially when we see it on our social feed, we get to talk to you in real life as much as this is real life. Uh, it's really great and and Everett, nice to see you all these years uh, still plugging away and, and keeping it uh, keeping it true to sort of the industry and um, being really passionate about it. So thank you, Adam. Thank you, Everett. We look forward to connecting with you guys down the road. Thanks,
1: Jay. Hey, thanks for having us, Jay. Appreciate it.
0: That was episode 19 of Cannabis Daily. Thank you for joining us on YouTube. Please do subscribe and we will see you tomorrow.